Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. It's a Friday. News, information, all kinds of stuff. Right after this, don't go away. Oh, you look at all the nuns. You can really get confused in the world today and very depressed as well. Everyone in the world is in the middle of a raging spiritual war today. And we as believers must recognize that our enemy is very real. But through Jesus Christ, we have the power to fight effectively. The scripture reveals that Satan and a whole empire of evil spirits oppose God and his kingdom. However, the enemies are fallen angels. While we shouldn't underestimate their capabilities, we must not be deceived into thinking that their power is greater than it actually is or that it's greater than God's. Fallen angels, no match for God. When the Lord rebuked demonic forces who were tormenting people, they were forced to obey God. Don't get upset today, my friend. No, don't you let the devil. If you believe the things that Satan throws at you, you run the double risk of ceasing to listen to the voice of truth and forgetting our true identity in Jesus Christ. You don't want to do that. Just simply say, and we've used this in our demonic messages. We'll do that coming up here in March down in Tennessee. We're going to talk a little bit about it. Instead, you must resist the devil, James 4, 7, and say, I reject that Satan in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ. It came from you, and I rebuke you in Jesus' name. I take that thought captive to Jesus Christ, whatever it might be. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, great verse. You have that authority against a very real enemy in the world today. What in the world is going on? Monkey see, monkey do. This could mess you up. What is Elon Musk doing now? I don't know. It just seems really scary, but I can't get my head around a lot of stuff. Elon Musk says that his brain chip implant is going to be trialed on humans within the next six months, really, after lab monkeys allegedly have died and others have chewed off their fingers. The company is called, well, the whole thing is called Neuralink Technology. And it's already shocked the world after tests showed a monkey playing video game Pong with its thoughts. What? Neuralink has admitted monkeys have died during the project, but, but has always denied any allegations of animal cruelty, of course. Twitter boss Elon Musk says he wants to develop the implant to help disabled patients move and communicate again and possibly restore their vision. Human clinical trials of Neuralink interface software set to begin within the year. In a speech at a company headquarters there, Musk said, we want to be extremely careful and certain that it will work before putting a device into a human being. Uh-huh. Well, this is unsettling. An alarming report out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, indicates that a 10-year-old ten, a boy who had raids issues recently murdered his mom because she refused to purchase an Amazon item for him. Happened November 21st. 44-year-old Gianna Mann was allegedly gunned down in her own basement while she was doing laundry. When police questioned the 10-year-old son, he claimed he had accidentally shot her while he was twirling a gun. He then claimed he awakened his 26-year-old sister to tell her about the shooting. The sister then contacted police, who initially ruled man's death an accident, allowed the boy to remain with family that night because of his age. The following day, relatives contacted police to cast doubt on the boy's story. My, oh, my. 
That student relief bill is headed to the Supreme Court, the highest court in the land, going to decide if the Biden administration can indeed enact its plan to forgive up to $20,000 in student loan debt per every federal borrower there. The justice agreed to hear that case after the DOJ asked them to lift an injunction from an appeals court that stopped the program from taking effect. Somebody's got their right mind. So you get to pay that kid's debt. Isn't that nice? You're a generous soul, aren't you? Biden's a bozo. Probably bought a lot of votes there in mid-November. Let's start with the racism scandal. Talking about the British royals. This is just going to continue to go. And the late queen's former lady-in-waiting, Lady Hussey, stepped down from royal service and did indeed apologize after she was accused of repeatedly asking a gal, founder of the charity assistant space, Nikosa Fulani, where her people came from at the reception. She just kept asked, what a nutcase, she just kept asking. Got her in trouble, lost her job. Meanwhile, Prince William and uh, Kate, uh, they're here. What, first time in eight years, and then you have Prince Harry and Meghan, and they're gonna blow the top off of everything in British royal. Who knows what is next, huh? It's, it's a disaster there. Another major disaster, everything happening in China. And we heard from our good friend Larry Spargimino, colleague with Southwest Radio Church. He pastors a Chinese church in Oklahoma City, if you didn't know that. Very well known originally in the uh, Tri-City area of Tennessee. He's been a big, big part of Southwest Radio Church now for years. So he sent a message out yesterday saying, as most of you know, I have a heart for China, and there is increasing and open unrest at China in the present time over those cruel and total lockdowns. But despite the draconian measures, COVID continues to spread in China. That big apartment fire that went on, that 10 people died in that fire. People are rioting and claiming that the lockdowns have made it impossible to rescue crews to do their work. There's also Chinese student protest against the communist government in cities around the world, including here in the United States, where thousands of Chinese students are attending institutions of higher learning. Spargimino goes on to say, one of our ladies went to Shandong, the revival province, because Christianity is growing there. Went there two months ago to visit her mom and sister. She's hoping to come back to the States there in two weeks if they will let her out. She's forced to have a painful nose swab every day and has not been able to see her mom. She's living with her sister and says the country is a huge prison. I would greatly appreciate if you'd ask the listening audience to pray for the work of the Lord Jesus Christ in China. Will do. May God bring a revival to 1,400,000,000 harshly oppressed people in that communist country. More news right after this important message. Listen up, it's an important question. Who is the author and the finisher of life, my friend? And uh, we understand that many people have never trusted Christ as Savior. Listen to Christian radio. Good opportunity for us to ask the question, are you saved today? Have you ever trusted Jesus Christ as Savior? Not what happened to you as a child and what mom and dad told. Do you know in your heart 
One of those questions that comes up oftentimes is, once saved, always saved. You know what might be a better question? Once saved, always growing. Are you growing in the Lord Jesus Christ? Are you further along this year than you were last year this time? These are very good questions. You know, the Bible says, for whosoever, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Charles Haddon Spurgeon said this, if a man says that he is saved, and does not walk like it or talk like it or act like it. We better not pamper that man's presumption. We need to get that guy saved. Where are you today? Well, he had to do it. Really, no other choice, right? InfoWars host Alex Jones filed for personal bankruptcy today in Texas after he faces nearly, what, $1.5 billion in payments for court judgments over conspiracy theories he spread about the Sandy Hook school massacre. He said it was all a fake, and oh, what a mess that was. Jones filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in bankruptcy court in Houston. His filings list $1 billion to $10 billion in liabilities. The bankruptcy filing comes after Jones faced court orders to pay nearly yeah, $1.5 billion in damages to relatives of the victims of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting for calling that massacre a hoax. Wasn't that a disaster? Business news, talking about rail strike, trucking industry, etc. How about this? They're three years behind their original schedule, but Tesla semi-trucks will finally join their diesel-guzzling pals in boxing you in on the interstate. Last night, the automaker delivered its first electric semi which is expected to be more powerful and able to travel further than any EV currently whizzing down the interstate. The first company to get the trucks will be Pepsi, which was in the long haul for the long haul. It ordered 100 of these trucks when first introduced in 2017. Should be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah, they'll be forcing you into your electric vehicle and your bitcoins and yeah. What else is happening in our world? The Senate followed the House in passing a bill that would block a nationwide rail strike. The bill headed to Biden's desk. He'll sign it. Twitter is offering uncommonly generous deals to advertisers to incentivize them to spend on its platform. Stephanie Freypart became the first woman to referee a men's World Cup match yesterday. Have a, a soccer. I think we play the Netherlands tomorrow, right? I still say I think I'll just get the paint out and watch it drive. It. <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just my opinion. I don't know, for some reason, thinking today about, uh, again, the holidays and things that we have gone through during these years, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Resurrections, Easter. What's the problem? How tough it is to have all of your unsaved family members. I mean, they don't see things the way you do. And, and you know that's true. And you know, this one is indeed a fact. The Bible causes a lot of division and hurt. Even from mom and dad to a child. Get over it. Get on with life. Nobody wants to follow the Bible and get you in a lot of trouble. Give me a break. Raising our kids near Grandma and Grandpa supposedly is one of the greatest gifts you could ever give them, and science agrees. Now, we don't need to have another study yet to prove what we already know. 
Grandparents are treasures unlike anyone else in our lives, so while we'll certainly glance at what science has to say about it, you know it's true. Grandparents are so good for kids. I think we can find that in the Bible someplace. According to studies, raising our kids near grandparents, incredibly beneficial to our children's health, teaching them to respect the elderly, and even help us parents to get a better night's sleep. Uh, this will this will work too. Conformity is doing what everyone else is doing, regardless of what is right. Biblical obedience is doing what is right, regardless of what everyone else is doing. Who said that? Um, it is scarcely possible in most places to get anyone to attend a meeting. I think talking about church here, where the only attraction is God. A. W. Tozer, and I think we agree. So a marijuana smoker says, if smoking marijuana causes short-term memory loss, what, what does smoking marijuana do? Oh, 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 boy. Hey, if you want a religion to make you feel really comfortable, I certainly don't recommend Christianity. C.S. Lewis. Where's my Bible? Life 101. Right after, well, another Bible message. You know, to pray and expect answers is a truly remarkable privilege for Christians. I mean, considering the holiness of God. In our desire to be blessed, we rarely give much thought of how holy God is. But it's important to God that we understand this aspect of His, His nature. His character is so flawless that even a hint of sin is incompatible with His presence. Human beings, however, are inherently sinful. So for us to commune with God, he had to have a plan for mankind to atone for those aggressions. God's holiness requires a blood offering to wipe away sin. Leviticus 17.11 The law he gave Moses contained a provision for cleansing the imperfect people. The priest would offer an animal sacrifice to cover the Israelite sins. Leviticus 4 and 5 And later the New Testament brought a new provision at the cross. God accepted a final shedding of blood as the one-time payment for all our sin, past, present, and future. Jesus Christ, all-sufficient atoning sacrifice, paid our entire sin debt so that we could enter into God's holy presence. Isn't that great news today? Well, it's a hot topic that comes up every now and then. I think we need to address it. Uh, you might have your thoughts. I want to share some that I believe God has given us from His Word. I certainly know as an evangelist, as a pastor doing this radio program, one of the most common questions that come up is, how can I know the will of God? I want to know the will of God for my life. People ask this not only when they're trying to determine the overall direction for their life and how that should go, but also regarding some of the smaller daily decisions that you might face today. Many Christians are confused about whether it's possible to even know the Father's will or if he even has a specific will for their lives. Does he? You know, when people are uncertain about the Lord's direction, they often think, I'll do my best. I'm what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the best I can do and hope that everything works out. But that's not God's best, is it? He has a will. That is a specific desire and plan and purpose for every one of his children. According to Jeremiah 29, starting there at verse 11, it clearly shows that his plan is for, oh, you're good, my good. And we can discover that thing if we wholeheartedly seek it. Remember that God's a planner. He's not a reactor. He planned creation. 
and the Messiah's arrival, as well as our redemption, resurrection, our rewards. After such precise planning, the Lord's not going to tell humanity, hey, just do the best you can do. You could never fulfill his unique plan for your life if you were just left to your own devices, right? You would agree with that. Be assured you can know the will of God today, and you can know it for sure. The Lord doesn't play games with his children by hiding his thoughts from them. One of the greatest desires for us is that we live out his plan for our, or should be, live out his plan for our lives. I want that, don't you? And yet people often agonize about whether or not they somehow stepped outside of God's will or are missing the mark without even knowing it. You shouldn't have to fret on something like that because you can know with total certainty what God's will is for every circumstance of your life. While he may not disclose every detail about the situation you're facing today, Scripture reveals some specific steps that you can take in order to learn and fulfill his will for your life. In the letter that Paul wrote to the Colossian church, he wrote that he was praying for them to be filled, there you go, filled with the knowledge of God's will, Colossians 1.9. There you have it. Not simply to have some vague idea about what the Lord had in mind, but to be filled with the knowledge. That means that the will of God permeates every aspect of your very being, what you think, what you do, what you say. Does this make sense? His will is to be the grid through which we sift each motivation and action and circumstance in this old world. In other words, no matter what we're involved in, whether it concerns family, our finances, our relationships, or health, or faith, our continual thought should be, Father, what would you have me to do today? What is the wise course of action here for this year? Unless we know and follow his plan, you're going to miss the wondrous blessings that he has for every one of us. And in order to discern what God desires for your life, it's helpful to understand that his will really has two aspects, does it not? Yeah, two of them. Number one, his determined will that includes those things that are just unchangeable. I mean, God's overwhelming sovereignty will be to see to it that nothing deters these occurrences in your life. Not going to happen. Fulfillment of prophecy, divine promises are examples of his determined will today. And secondly, and in many ways most importantly, his desired will involves everything he wants for you in life. That's with your limited free will, you're able to turn down. Both aspects of God's will represent his very, very best for you. The benefits of obeying the Lord's will and the consequences of ignoring are compelling reasons to search our God's desires for your life. When making big decisions, consider some questions very quickly, would you? Is this thing I'm after consistent with the Bible? Look for scripture that either indicates this is right, the right way to go, or gives you a reason not to go that way. Even if you can't find verses describing the situation comparable to yours, look for applicable truth. Psalm 119, verse 11, your word I have treasured in my heart that I may not sin against you. Then ask, is this a wise decision? To answer this question, you have to ask several others. What are the future consequences? Am I rushing into this thing? Where is this going to take me? Will it create debt? Will it harm anyone? These are important questions. The Holy Spirit will bear witness to your spirit whether moving ahead is right or wrong. And then can I honestly ask God to enable me to achieve this thing? Some people tell you it's okay to ask God for anything, but that's not biblical. Even if you need money badly, you cannot ask God to permit a deception or a fraud. Remember, anything you require outside of God's will, sooner or later just turns to junk, ashes. Do I have a genuine peace about this thing? Colossians 3.15, 
Let the peace of God rule in your hearts today. But what does it mean to have peace? Some people pray about their decisions without giving God an opportunity to respond on them. They simply talk about their own desires and assume they have a divine go-ahead from God. But that's not seeking the mind of God, is it? You can't force peace, my friend. And does this fit who I am as a follower of Jesus today? Some things don't fit a child of God. The Bible says the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6.19. So anything that is physically harmful is not the will of God. Divine discipline comes in different forms. If we disobey the laws of health, you'll suffer, even if you're obedient in other ways. Another area of concern is the believer's testimony, the way you respond to other people, family, co-workers, whoever it might be. In other words, if you claim to be a Christian, it would be fitting not to hold a grudge or gossip or have inappropriate relationships, right? Sure, you agree with that. Does this fit God's overall plan for my life? We need to consider how our thinking, our conduct here and now, those decisions coincide with the Lord's long-range plans for us in life. And this is why we must teach our children to be very careful about how they decide upon a vocation, how you choose a marriage partner, make all the other decisions in life. In each instance, the question is, does this fit God's purpose for my life? It would be one thing if the Lord left the choices up to us, then we'd be free to make every decision without even considering his will in the matter. But he has a specific plan for you, my friend. And finally, will this decision honor God? Am I showing reverence and respect for the Heavenly Father by taking this course? It's evident by what I'm doing that I acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and the master of my life. How am I doing? Our actions and attitudes should be in keeping with who we know God to be rather than a statement that we are doing the best we can. We're doing our own thing, actually. Our disobedience surely grieves the heart of God, but he's not the only one who notices. The world is watching you today. Christians, watching you to see if you're consistent or hypocritical. So it's extremely important that our decisions reflect an obedient heart toward God today. And finally, just one more question. Now that I know the Father's will for my life, am I willing to obey his plan? Following God can be very costly. Read Luke 14, start there at verse 26. Mark that down, Luke 14, 26. You may be misunderstood, criticized, penalized in some way. But no matter what the Lord may see fit to do with your life, his plan is always the best possible course of action. By obeying him and watching him work, you're going to see how faithful God really is. If you're in the process of making a difficult decision today and are frightened about the consequences, remember you have entrusted your life to the heavenly loving Father who has plans for you that are only the best, and he promises you only the best and provides you with the best. You simply cannot lose when you obey the will of God. Isn't that good? And I thought about this today, and you will too now. It seems like my childhood punishments, you remember those eat your vegetables, Greg, being forced to stay home, taking naps, going to bed early. Well, they have become my adult goals in life now. You that are older understand it, don't you? And I think this one goes along with it. It was awful this morning. After the shower, looking in the bathroom mirror, I've come to realize that it takes no effort at all to get fat. Well, as usual, I've had my say. News information to come out every day at this time. Join me on Facebook. Many of you do every day. I love it. 
Greg, Jerry, G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. And I got to ask, big weekend plans? Of course, church going to be a part of that. Your daily routine, I keep telling you, read that Bible every day. Pray, especially for others. They need it. And uh, you want to serve your fellow man in and out of the local church. God will use you mightily. And you got to have that fellowship. I got to be around other believers. That's why I like Facebook so much. Thank you. And be in a good Bible-believing church starting this weekend. Had to say for another day, for another week. And that's the way it is. Friday, December the 2nd, 2022. I'm Greg Patton. God bless. You have a great weekend.